Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's hovering and it's not an aircraft. Hello, you're listening to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable. This is Bob Shoy, and with me as always is Beef. All right. And Tiss. Hello. How you guys doing? Pretty good. Yeah, good. Good. Um, I've got a couple of little bits of business I want to get out of the way before we crack on with the actual episode. Okay. So, um, when this episode goes up, mm-hmm. we will be going to Transylvania... Spoiler alert. <laughs> no, we've already mentioned it. The week, the week after. Like, we're, basically what I'm saying is if we're talking about anything current on these next few shows, yeah. they're going to be really outdated because we're recording a lot in advance to cover us. So it still goes weekly while we're away in Transylvania and while we're editing the Transylvania stuff. So by the time this goes up, it's going to be a year since we put up the first episode. Is it? Yeah, I looked it up. Wow. So. That's really exciting. Yeah, we've been going a year, guys. Congratulations. Cool. Feels like a lot longer. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, I promised a guy who contacted us on Facebook, I said I'd give him a shout out. He gave us a little bit of, um, schooling. Schooling, yeah. <laughs> and basically say we didn't really give, um, Bigfoot on the cryptozoology episode the same treatment we gave Yeti. And he felt it was deserving. You know, eventually, of course, we're going to get around to Bigfoot, but I don't know when. Um, but don't think that little, you know, five minute segment on the cryptology is our only look at the Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah. We'll but, come back um, to, we'll come back to Harry at some point. Yeah, yeah. Ricky. Oh, Harry and the Hendersons. Oh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> are you talking about this guy? No. I'm all caught up on Ricky. Harry and the Hendersons? Yeah. Is that what we were talking about in the episode? We talked about it on both. You, you we talked about it on Yeti and Bigfoot. Yeah, almost every episode. <laughs> Who's Harry and the Hendersons? No. It's an old TV show and film. Come oh, on. Okay. I thought you meant um, myself and I and a little lady or something. No. <laughs> Three men and a baby. Three men and a little lady. Myself, my and the baby. Me, myself and Irene and a little baby. <laughs> <laughs> Are you myself. seriously saying you've never seen Harry and the Hendersons? Oh, Tiss. He's never seen no, it. I know. You've never seen it? Is it like a kids show? No, it's no, like it's a just, 80s, like, 90s American sitcom about yeah. a Bigfoot that lives with a family. Yeah, an American family discover Bigfoot, oh. and then he moves in with them, and then all the like antics trying to keep him hidden from people. Let's stuff. be honest, it's a bit like Alf yeah. as well. Yeah. Wait, so we didn't even... So, You've seen Alf, So Bigfoot's right? real, right? Yeah. Is this yeah. a documentary? 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. What? That's what I mean. We didn't look at all the evidence. <laughs> right. So How we need to come back to Bigfoot. <laughs> I need to Google Have you seen Alf? Uh, I've heard of Alf. Yeah, I've seen him. Hey, this is Bob Shoy. I'm just going to jump in here near the beginning to thank the people at BrewDog because uh, we mentioned them a few episodes back and um, we got a nice delivery through the post of... Oh, hang on, let's have a look. It's like an official unboxing. We got a nice delivery of all sorts of kinds of beers from them. We got some Punk IPA. We got some 5am Saint. Big fans of both of them. Dead Pony Club. Kingpin, which I've never tried before. Uh, Jet Black Heart, like this is fantastic. We've got all these beers. Um, unfortunately, as you know, we've pre recorded all our episodes for a while and uh, we're away in Transylvania at the moment. So when we get back, uh, when we record an episode, when we get back, we can uh, enjoy drinking all them. So yeah, thanks a lot to everyone at Brewdog because we really appreciate that. Uh, the other thing is, we're now on Acast. We've moved over to Acast from Podomatic. I know we said before. So if you listen on Podomatic, we're no longer there. You can find us on Acast now. It's acast.com slash weirdtales and the unexplainable. If you listen on iTunes or Stitcher or anything like that, I think we're, st- well, we're definitely still on iTunes and I think anywhere else you listen to us, we should still be there. But anyway, the show still exists. We've just moved our hosting over to Acast from Podomatic. Uh, but that also means we will probably have some advertising on the shows from now on. Um, just so we can afford to keep going and keep making it free for everyone. So, you know, you put over a couple of minutes of adverts per episode. Uh, maybe and we we can keep doing it for free which we want to do anyway we should probably get on with the episode yeah so do you remember way back on episode one yeah we talked about the man from Torred. Mm-hmm. he came over from another universe apparently we, we talked to him about three times yeah and um when they came back the next day to get him or whatever he disappeared yeah so I, I really love that story yeah and i thought I want to do a whole episode all about these strange disappearances. Okay. But this is quite varied. This is like strange disappearances in all manners. Exciting. What I'm going to do... I've got a bit of a weird layout for this episode. That's right. We never get the layouts right on these shows, so it doesn't matter. I'm doing this very different. So there's very famous sort of tragic stories, and I didn't really want to get into too many of them Hmm. because it's too depressing. They were very depressing, a lot of them. So, for example, um, a recent, dis- well, a kind of recent, a few years old now, would be something like Madeleine McCann. Yeah. That is unexplained. No one knows where she is, never been found, unsolved, whatever. We're not going to get into that. No. But um, another one that is two years old now, which I'm sure you guys know about, because it was all over the news and it sort of captured the imagination of the world, is whatever happened to fly MH370 from Malaysia. Yeah. Yeah, okay. M- Malaysian Airlines. It's recently been in the news again, isn't it? Yeah, like yes. Um, when I was looking for strange disappearances, the new stuff came up and it made me go, oh, that's worth talking about on the show because it's a disappearance. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of the Malaysian Airlines flight that went missing? Well, um, I, I haven't really thought about it for a while. So did they ever find the black box for it? I can't remember if they did or not. I don't know. Okay. Um, it's just, it is odd because like, while well, we think that we've got, like, I've got a pun coming up to see you right Right, okay. Right? We think that we've got the world mapped out, right? That isn't a pun. <laughs> That's just a terrible joke. I've <laughs> got a pun coming up. What do you think? <laughs> if you said we've got the atlas mapped out... <laughs> That's still rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fine. Excuse we've got, me. Yeah. We need some sort of just airplane got, Just brace yourselves for this sentence. <laughs> Plain we think and simple. that we've got... Oh, yes. <laughs> Plain and simple. <laughs> 
Oh, we're laughing what, at people missing. So what a mess. Yeah, let's not yeah. do it. That's what I'm and, worried about this show. I don't, I'm like, I want it to be kind of lighthearted so we can listen, but also some of the stuff's kind of grim. Well, well like, I, I don't I've, know. I've tried to balance it, so I've got like some grim stuff and some fun stuff. Well, let me come in missing. I wouldn't let me, let me come back yeah. to it, right? right. Like, we think we've got everything, but um, they recently released maps of Africa based on some new satellite technology they had. Right. And they looked at the size of Africa and the size of um, Canada and North America. And it, North America, whilst obviously still a huge continent, was way smaller than first perceived, or the way we look at it on maps. And Africa was a lot wider, like way, way wider. Mm-hmm. It's obviously the same in miles and kilometres. It's gonna, no, That hasn't changed, obviously. But it's interesting how we think we know where everything is, and we've got a rough idea of how big the sea is and how far, you know, where everything is. And so when it comes to planes disappearing, I often think, you know, it doesn't always have to be that there's or there's something behind it or maybe it got shot down or maybe something, like, happened that wasn't supposed to happen. Maybe it's just, it has just disappeared. You know, mm. maybe we haven't covered everywhere, you know, or we haven't. There are places that are still completely undiscovered. They're on the map, just no one's been there. I'm sure our listeners have heard of the flight. If, if you're unfamiliar with it, it was a uh, Malaysian Airlines flight. It vanished on the 8th of March, 2014. It was, was flying... it two years ago? Yep. Wow. It was flying from Kuala Lumpur to Beijing. 12 crew, 227 passengers mm. disappeared. Now, what I'm going to do is there's a number of theories about what happened to it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to chuck these theories at you guys and you can weigh in. This, is, this was last year, right? Two years ago. Two, two, two years, years ago. ago. Yeah. There was another one that went missing literally like Three months after? Right. Is this the one we're talking about? We're talking about the first one. When the Australians were, like, scouring the ocean for it. There was another well, the, one, the, the The ocean was scoured for this. Like, this, they were looking for this for, like, over, well over a year. Yeah, but I'm like, sure there was Malaysia another one. What was it called? MH370. Malaysia Airlines. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Give us these theories. I'm going to chuck these theories out. There was loads, but I just pulled out... There was loads of theories. Like, you could do a whole episode on this, but... If if you hear us talk about something and we don't go into too much depth, we'll come back to it. Right. Theories taken by North Korea. What are they? What are they for what? For? Why? Kidnapping and human trafficking. So they kidnapped a plane? Just like it's a goodie bag. Job lot. What's in there? We'll take that. Human trafficking. Or like storage wars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Open it up. I love storage wars. Oh, he's awful, mate. So good. He's so Do you like the UK one or the original? All of them. Mate, they're terrible. They're so acted. And they're he so doesn't yeah, they do... Fake he doesn't shit. do the auctioneering thing. Like, he's, he can't do the... The guy. Yeah, he doesn't do the... Yeah, so he just goes... Yeah. Oh, come on. He just fills up space with fucking showboatmanship. He's not even an auctioneer. He's it's everything I hate about TV. Anyway, you think bollocks. You think bollocks. Well, hang on a minute. I need to get this right in my head. How would they do that without anyone else knowing? I haven't looked in... Before you ask me too much stuff about his theories... I've literally just written down the baseline of each of these theories. I don't know too much about them. Unless the pilot was in on it. Right. And They sat down. But then there's too much technology on a plane making it far too traceable. The whole thing... They would be on it all over. Let's not forget that the Americans have got a naval base on the edge of South Korea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think so. All right. Taken by Vladimir Putin. Ha! <laughs> Sorry. Also with North Korea, actually, oh. the technology they, they possess... Well, that I know about through, you know, news or whatever. They don't possess the, half the technology. Either. Oh, they have nothing, yeah. They've got nothing. They, they like don't to have make, any They start off a missile, like, like this, the worst missile ever, and they were, like, <laughs> cheering about it. 
Like they loved it, and it was like a missile that we made in like the medieval times. Like, <laughs> out of stones. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, taken by Vladimir Putin. Again, how and Good for thing. why? Um, what? Who's on that plane that would have well, okay. been so important? There we go. You've actually hit on it. One of the reasons is maybe one of the passengers on board was holding secrets that he wanted to get hold of. Um, Going from Indonesia. Or he was just trying to prove his power to the West that he could do it. No, I don't buy that. And there's also speculation that the pings that went off mm-hmm. after it disappeared were all faked by Vladimir Putin to make everyone think it was still flying south after he took it. So basically, when there's not an explanation for something, point the finger at the dictators. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I'll skip over some of these because they're rubbish, some of them. I'll give us one. Um, Shot down by US military because they feared it was hijacked. Um, That's probably more plausible, but then Mm. why? Just tell us. There was a load of debris And then it would try, they tried to intercept it, surely. Like, usually... Anyway, come on. Well, sort of, based on that, this is sort of an additional fact. There was a lot of debris found 515 days later. They found some debris on a small island called Reunion. Um, but a lot of people think... That's ironic. ...that that was complete fake. It was fake debris. To show, like, hey, look, oh, we found it. It must they, have crashed. They managed to find the bit of the aircraft that had the plane number. Yeah, like, basically oh, all the families... There we go that was showing the evidence of the debris on Reunion were like, bollocks. This is bollocks. I'm so angry that they would even try and feed us this shit. Yeah. And they said 515 days later is like plenty of time to set up like fake debris and shit. Because mm. yeah. people were asking a lot. And they said that actually a lot of people speculate that the fake debris was put there by the Malaysian Prime Minister. Okay. This one's crazy. A complicated insurance scam set up by someone who was on the flight. Nah. I'm not even going to comment on that. Although I did just comment on that. Mm. I'm not going to comment on it. Abducted by aliens. That's plausible. 5% of Americans believe that. 5%? 5% believe that that plane was was kidnapped by aliens. Abducted. You think possible? Probably more likely than the aliens. That's more plausible than North Korea (laughs) stole it. Give us our plane back. Um, I've got another one. What about... Is there one that says it just flew to Mars? No, uh, there's no, one. Some, I've got one SUVs the, for that now, mate. There's one on up. the moon. There's some people think it was like it's on the moon now. I don't know what, why, how, oh. or whatever. Well, it's... it was on the front page of the Daily Sport that that plane was on the oh, moon. Oh right, okay. Oh, okay. The front page they wrote that plane was on the moon. Is this this is the same newspaper that's that just got boobs? Thing? Yeah, on every page. Yeah. Oh yeah, we should listen to that. Was the moon a massive boob? <laughs> <laughs> this is a very obvious one. Possibly terrorists. Yeah, and either they it was taken down by people on board, and then ended up dive bombing it into the ocean or whatever, or there is people that believe that the terrorists actually took the plane, and it's now stored in a hangar in Tel Aviv because there was some sort of evidence that a plane of the same type was in some of the hangar, one of the hangars in Tel Aviv. But like, so they would have in they would have hijacked it mm-hmm. from somewhere between uh, Kuala Lumpur and Beijing. They'd have had to have deliberately flown it west across Russia, and the, Middle East, yeah. parts of Europe. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they think it's in <laughs> a, a hangar there for possible use for a future terrorist attack. I, no. No. And then the other one, this is... Why would they land it? Why would they land it? If they're going to use it for a terrorist attack, wouldn't they just fly into something or use it as a terrorist attack? And we'd be like, oh, we're saving this yeah. one for later. <laughs> Got something special lined up for this one. Um, and then the other one just says the CIA is behind it with no explanation. There probably is a lot of more on that theory if I look, but I'm just like, by this point, I was like, I've had enough of these theories. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really 
No, I don't really know enough about the subjects. Like, we don't on any of these episodes. No. I, I, I just... I, Disclaimer. <laughs> I'm just assuming... I'm going to disclaim all the way through this. Yeah. I'm just assuming that, for me, the most uh, acceptable out of all those... Although it's not, it's, it's obviously tragic, but I'd like to think, unfortunately, some kind of crash, something mm. malfunctioned on the plane... You know, it still happens. Just because it's just a really safe way to travel doesn't mean stuff still, you know, doesn't go wrong. Basically, the the explanation I've found for where is it, no one knows. Yeah. The search is huge. Yeah. Like, because no one knows where it went. Well, so, the radius families is massive. Looking for answers. The ocean is deep. Yeah. Um, black box. Black percent unexplored as well. Yeah. Black boxes aren't perfect. Yeah. And there are just too many loose ends to follow where it went so yeah no yeah that's yeah. it is anyone i don't know i guess it's a boring option but what about just uh negligence yeah just it crashed into the ocean yeah yeah that's what i mean and the ocean's massive that's it yeah and we're not as good as we think we are at finding planes well, who... <laughs> we're just not <laughs> who knows i mean you know we, we know about the unfortunate incident with uh the pilot who crashed the plane yeah, to the side yeah, of yeah. the mountain. Hmm. Pilot yeah. suicide. That, that has happened a few times. It could happen. Uh, it doesn't exactly explain why it disappeared completely. But... You said this was in the news. Oh, sorry, Karen. Yeah, what was the one where there was a guy in the news ages ago that just crashed a plane or crashed... That's what a... we're talking about. Oh, is that one? Yeah. Wait, that was the mountain. Was a German, German pilot. That was a German pilot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And people were banging on the From doors Germany, and shit. Wasn't it? Because yeah, he, yeah. he just pretty much said he was going to do it. Yeah, yeah. And he wanted to kill himself and he wanted to take everyone with him. Yeah, yeah. And just drove it inside so the mountain. That's a possibility. Um, yeah, that is another theory, actually, the pilot suicide. So you said it was in the news again recently. What was that about? Um, I didn't. I didn't read it, but I just remember it seeing it on my phone. Have you Have you seen it? Oh no, I haven't seen it recently. Um, basically, a, a few days ago, um, there's a US adventurer who's sort of takes some of his time to search. I don't know how one man is going to find this flight, whatever. Yeah. Um, but he found twenty items that he believed that could have belonged to passengers and crew on a beach in Madagascar. Uh, they involve bags, purses, and an Angry Birds pencil case. That's why it was in the news recently. Huh. But I don't know why he thinks these things could have belonged to the people from that flight specifically. Yeah. It's really, yeah. without identification, you can't... Unless you found a boarding pass. Hmm. Yeah. There's no way of knowing that that came from anywhere, really. Anyway, that's a recent famous disappearance. Okay? Okay. It's very and, intriguing, though. Yeah, and there's a lot of strange disappearances... There were so many. When I looked at some of these stories, I already knew. Yeah. And I was waiting for a chance to talk about on the show eventually. Mm. But then when I started looking, there was so many. And I didn't know what order to do them in for it to work. I didn't just want to be like telling you stories all the way through the show. And you're going, that's weird. Because they're unexplained. There's not much you can comment on. So I thought I'd make it more interactive. Mm-hmm. So I got prop. Okay. Oh. Sweet. So this order of this show could go in any order. Is there a weird Because I've got... Oh. Uh, a little board of topics for you here. Okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> That's amazing. I like the board. I, like the board. I love the effort you've gone to. I love yeah. that all the listeners didn't really get any. Well, we'll explain to them what it is. Um, take a picture of it. Can you? Yeah, I'll take a picture and put it on the blog. Can you see that beef? Uh, yeah. So it's got an official Weird Tales sticker on there as well. Oh, nice. An official one. <laughs> Have we got any unofficial ones? No. <laughs> floating around. Yeah. Whoever's so making So what I've done is stickers. I've just put one word. 
to try and capture your interest in each of these topics. Uh-huh. And you can sort of take it in turns to pick one or choose between you. And um, then it will add a little bit of unpredictability to the order in which this show is going to go. I like this. This is good. Right. I'll go for Stonehenge. Straight away. Tiz is just Stonehenge. going Stonehenge. I knew he would as well. When I put that on, I was like, Tiz is going to choose Stonehenge. Stonehenge. Right. So Stonehenge, this is the Stonehenge hippies. Okay. Um, mm. So this is just a little story I'm going to give. Some of these are stories. Wait a minute. Videos. Does this get to like, rip yeah, it off? Take it off. Yeah, you should actually take it off. Because sometimes there might be something behind them. <laughs> like a chocolate. Like having calendar, yeah. I'm not joking. There's some stuff behind them. <laughs> is it actually? Oh, 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 I'm lucky. nothing. So well, the ones with nothing is just like a it's quick story. Because he knew. He knew I was going to have a Stonehenge. The ones that have nothing are like... I've just got a little story to tell you. There was some from you pull it back and it's like, there's a video for this one. Oh, like a scary face. Yeah. (laughs) Boo. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Stonehenge hippies. Okay. August 1971. Mm -hmm. Group of hippies camping out at Stonehenge. Right. Smoking weed. Unusual. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, this is, you could just be free there at this time. It wasn't like fenced off as, yeah. Not now. Um, they were there for two reasons. To make weed. To party, yeah. (laughs) And to feel, quote, spiritual vibrations. Yeah, yeah, connected. So, same thing, right? The henge. Um, 2 a.m., these guys are still partying, right? Okay. Um, There's a flash of lightning. Yeah. Pouring rain. They didn't give a fuck. They continued to party. Yeah. More lightning. Striking the trees and the stones themselves while they're dancing and partying in the rain. Pretty cool. Mm. Two witnesses, one farmer... One policeman said, you know, they, they could see Stonehenge from where they were and saw the lightning striking down. And they both claimed to have seen um, an eerie blue light coming from Stonehenge, the light becoming more and more intense, right? Until a point where it came so bright they both had to look away. They went together, two different sightings. Um, and at that point, they both claimed to have heard, like, blood-curdling screams, right? From Stonehenge? Yeah. When... Stonehenge was then checked out. What was going on after the lightning died down? All that was found there was an extinguished campfire and some tent pegs. And now I never saw the hippies again. Next dimension. Hmm. Don't know what to think about that. He's <laughs> <laughs> not for six. I'm leaving the whole silence in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's a weird story, right? Yeah. Do you believe it? Nah. Don't you? you believe it? This is the, the... Of all the ones on here, this is the only one which some people think might be bollocks. But a lot of people still claim this is exactly true. Mm. And I think if you look up online, you can find the names of the people that went missing and stuff. Hmm. Mm. I mean, it's interesting that they've gone, but then did they? They smoked themselves into another dimension. Or they were just really high and... And what? Don't know. <laughs> they were just really high. Just really high. <laughs> and the policeman caught the highness. Maybe the policeman and the farmer were the ones that were high, and there was never actually anyone there. Mm. Maybe they were the hippies. <laughs> and maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe. <laughs> maybe that's there's nothing, it. is there? It's like one of those dilemmas, like, um, you know, what what's wet as you dry it? I can't remember. A riddle. Yeah, like no, a riddle. <laughs> what's wet as you dry it (laughs) more gets the wetter the more it dries you or something you are dry more gets wetter the more it dries you know yeah that's it that's it like two hippies in a field policeman and a farmer yeah 
say they disappeared. Maybe they were the hippies all along. Yeah. And they just, that was like a significant sort of dropping their hippiness and becoming part of society. Surely the families would have <laughs> kicked up a right stink after this. <laughs> and there would have been loads of inquests and stuff. Yeah. Well, that's the one. That's, this is the one I have the least information about. It's almost like, um, that's it's it. like the man from Tourette. Who goes missing it's, in Bath? It's like, do you, they're great stories, but you don't know how true they are. Like, there's not Why that much bath? evidence. Right. Anyway, is your matter? Yeah, you can pick one. Uh, di- can I go for Diane? Diane, yeah. Diane. I think you'll. Do you want me to put it off you? Yeah, I can't reach. But... This is another. Oh, Nothing behind it. Wow. This, this is quite a recent story. Diane? There's no exclamation mark, so it's just. Diane. Yeah, it's in quotes. Diane. For a reason. I'm excited. I really like this. I think we should uh, use the board of mysteries again. Yeah, this is the board that Becky uses to put her laptop on when she's working on the sofa. Too late, she can't use it anymore. Yeah. This, this is quite a recent one, and this is one of the more... You know, I said there's a range here. Um, some of it's kind of, like, gruesome, some of it's not. Okay, so um, I'm reading this off of um, a Reddit Unsolved Mysteries post. Diane Orgut disappeared from Odessa, Florida in April 1998. She was last spotted walking along US 19 on the 11th. Her disappearance afterwards took several bizarre turns. Ready for these bizarre turns? Mm-hmm. On the 13th, her mother received a phone message from Diane requesting help while clear sounds of a struggle with another person could be heard in the background. This is two days after. The- mm-hmm. right. the phone call was traced to a business in town, but no one answered on any return calls. That's mm. odd. On the 15th, the severed tip of her middle finger Ugh. was found in the roadway near where she was last seen. Oh, that's horrible. Tiss's face right now is unhappy. <laughs> Grim. Two weeks later, some of her clothing was found folded up in a convenience store's outdoor freezer that was also in Odessa. Mm. In 2000... Two years later. One day after a newspaper published an article on her, her brother's girlfriend found a bag at a Circle K grocery store that was labelled... Diane. Diane. It was labelled Diane in marker. Inside the bag was makeup perfume and other toiletries some of which diane's mother said that she owned and it's still unclear if the items belonged to her there are no clear suspects in diane's case the manager of the hotel that she stayed at before her disappearance was arrested for murder in 2001 but it is unknown if he had any connection to diane diane did struggle with bipolar disorder starting in the late 1980s and was hospitalized several times over years for treatment she also may have had a drug and alcohol problem Despite all strange happenings around this case, there are seemingly no real leads or suspects. Mm. Raped and murdered. There you go. I didn't want to put too many kidnapping ones in there because there's a lot of them. And a lot of people that get kidnapped never get found. If you'd have given me an hour of that, I'd be really Yeah, that's it. There was a lot more of that. You know, I text you, I put it in the chat and I was like, some of this is really grim. Mm. A lot of the ones I was finding was like, oh, this is an interesting story. Yeah, they were definitely like a sex slave for two years or something that's horrible and stuff like that so I just cut all that that's one of the, I think that might be the only one I've left in which is obviously a kidnapping but still mm. a disappearance that, you know there's different types of strange disappearances sometimes it might be hippies disappearing into that space a plane going missing or someone just getting kidnapped and never found it's all mm. strange scary and unexplained so odd mm-hmm. it's really and why would she be walking along the fingertip is the one that bothers me I know that um, so an it, what what was it like? I something. Yeah, I don't remember the name. Of it. Whatever road. So that's I don't, I don't I don't think that would necessarily be like a highway. Mm, I don't know. But it would be a big road, a big open road that she'd be walking along with loads of businesses and shops and restaurants along it. Why was she doing that? Like, where was she going? I don't know. 
why bother the family as well? I feel it makes me feel like the person who took her was monitoring the family. Yeah. Because they kept finding her yeah, stuff. Yeah, why would she keep finding Why would, well? like, her, I can't remember the relation, but, yeah. like, the boy, her brother's girlfriend, yeah. why would she be the one to find the bag That's of stuff so tenuous. In, in the grocery store? It makes it creepier. That's mm. horrible. It's like he was watching her go in, knew she was a link, and it's weird shit. Oh, that's horrible. Unless they were involved. Mm. What do you think, Tis? I know it's Tis horrible. like these real world, Hi, real world stuff. Hi, this is why I didn't put too much of this in, because I know how the serial killers won't upset you. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. It's all right. Pick, pick, you can pick the next one. It's a kidnapping. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, that's not really. Double. 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 What does that mean? This is two stories in one. Boom. But one of this has audio and one of this has video. Sweet. So you've got double bubble with this one. Well done, Tess. Inevitably, there's going to be a competition between me and Beef who can get the most... Most bonuses. Things. Yeah, yeah bonuses. I want a bonus. That's the only green... The different colour coordinated for different things. Okay. Really? It's the only green. It's the only double. Sweet. What's the most points? One now. Do you get any triples? Double. Double's the most points. Oh, one now. Um, okay, so this is the UFO double. Sweet. We watch a video, and now this is one of them videos where there's actually no audio. It's just writing going up. So I'll let you, one of you guys, want to read as it goes up the screen. So the people read through what's coming up. Yeah. yeah. Shall I read it? If you like. Yeah. I'm yeah. happy with that. I'm well happy with that. Unsolved mysteries. The Kim Ross incident, 1953. It's a man's face. Two men. Yeah, this is the guy, Monkler, the guy on the left. On the evening of November 23rd, 1953, Air Defence Command ground intercept radar operators at Salt Stee in Michigan identified an unusual target near the Sioux Locks. Uh, a Scorpion jet from Kimros Air Force Base was scrambled to investigate the radar return. The Scorpion was piloted by First Lieutenant Felix Eugene Monkler with Robert Wilson acting as the Scorpion's radar operator. Wilson had problems tracking the objects on the Scorpion's radar, so ground radar operators gave Monkler directions as he flew. Flying at some 500 miles per hour, Monkler eventually closed in on the object at about 8,000 feet in altitude. Ooh, that's weird. Ground control tracked the Scorpion in the unidentified objects as two blips on the radar screen. The two blips on the radar screen grew closer and closer until they seemed to merge as one. Assuming that Monkler had flown either under or over the target, ground control thought that moments later the Scorpion and the object would appear as two separate blips. Rather, the single blip disappeared from the radar screen, then there was no return at all. Visibility cloak. About 40 minutes after the radar and radio contact was lost with Monkler and Wilson's plane. Hmm. Second Lieutenant William Mingenbuck and his radar's observers heard an unexplained short radio transmission, which both airmen believed to be the voice of Lieutenant Monkler, which they recognised by his slow and calm southern drawl. The transmission sounded to them like an accidental transmission, which Lieutenant Mingenbach stated contained the words, We had better. The US Air Force reported that Moncler crashed and was the unknown object was a misidentified Royal Canadian Air Force aircraft. On multiple occasions, the RCAF denied their involvement in the intercept. The Kim Ross incident remains a mystery. So, to quickly sum that up, the guy is in his plane... Yeah. Flying along. Uh-huh. Says he sees an unidentified object ahead of him. Yeah. He's going 500 miles an hour right towards it. Mm. The radar operators are watching the blip, and they can see the blip of this unidentified thing mm. on the radar. He then goes straight into it. They're thinking, hey, he must be behind it, in front of it, or whatever. He's going to come out the other side. That didn't happen. The actual one blip disappeared completely. Mm. And then a couple of minutes later, they heard a transmission with his voice in it, and yeah. then just went off again. 
So it's like he merged with this unidentified thing and then it just disappeared. So the fighter jet disappeared? Mm. Yeah, did they not... I thought you meant the that? blip disappeared. The... No, yeah, the blip is the fighter jet. The blip is as on it the, flies... But he was flying towards something else, right? He, on the radar, he's a blip. And he, there's another blip. That's oh, so they both disappeared. Yeah, and yeah, and he's saying, "I can see something in front of me, like yeah, yeah. a strange object." And they're looking at the radar, like, "Yeah, there is another blip." So, and they're thinking, "Oh, he's just going to come the other side. And there's going to be two blips again." It went, "Did it? Did it? Did it? Did it? One blip disappeared." Boom. And then they heard a transmission like two minutes later, which sounded like an accidental transmission, like someone had lent on the thing or something. And they couldn't really understand what it was saying. They could definitely both identified it was his voice. The only words they made out was weird better. Like, I don't know, weird better do something. They just heard weird better and then it sort of zoned out. We're better. We had better. Like, we had better turn around or we had better do this or something. Oh, like. we had better. Yeah. I thought it meant like he was talking to the aliens, like, we're better than you. No, no, we had better. <laughs> Imagine that. They're just like, <laughs> <laughs> trash talking aliens. Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you think Ballsy. of that? Interesting if true. Interesting if true. <laughs> Interesting if true. Well, I've got a second alien one for you. UFO. Sweet. Because I've got a double. Well, I've got... Oh, it's not a video, sorry. This is audio. I've got a double. I've got an audio clip. You've got a double. Because I've got a double. You've got to be in it to win it. Don't care, mate. got to be in it to win it. I'm going to get a double next time you watch. There's only one double. <laughs> I'm not going to get any doubles, but I'll be right, right, okay. another sticker. This is interesting. <laughs> a 20-year-old pilot, Australian, yeah. flying... Reported an unidentified aircraft flying dangerously close and hovering above him. He made a radio transmission yeah. explaining what's happening. Uh, but all known copies of the original recording of this have now disappeared. You can find the transcript online. Um, and this is a reenactment of the transcript. Okay. So this isn't the greatest so this, song so in the world. This is just a tribute. Yeah, this, this, is, this is a 20-year-old pilot. Australian. Australian pilot. Fight season object hovering above him and kind of following him step step. It was flying dangerously close and hovering above him. And he this is his um transmission he made. Or a reenactment of it. This is Delta Sierra Juliet. Is there any known traffic below five thousand feet? No known traffic. Seems to be a large aircraft below five thousand feet. What type of aircraft is it? I cannot confirm. It's four bright seems to me like landing lights. The aircraft has just passed over me at at least a thousand feet above. Is there any Air Force aircraft in the vicinity? No known aircraft in the vicinity. Seems to be playing some sort of game. He's flying over me. Well, the Sierra Juliet, it's not an aircraft, it's... Can you describe the, uh, the aircraft? As it's flying past, it's a long shape. Cannot identify it, it has such speed. It's before me right now, Melbourne. How large would the um, the object be? Seems like it's stationary. What it's doing right now is orbiting. The thing is just orbiting on top of me. It's also got a green light and a sort of metallic-like. It's shiny on the outside. It's just vanished. That strange aircraft's hovering on top of me again. It's hovering and it's not an aircraft. End of transmission. Wow. What, and he was never seen again? Well, here we go. Okay. Yeah, he was then, he then disappeared. The search of the area revealed no wreckage. There were 50 UFO sighting reports in the weeks leading to it, mm-hmm. and 11 on the actual night. Plenty of eyewitnesses' accounts on the night of seeing something, all with similar descriptions of this long cigar-shaped thing in the sky. Mm. 
I just don't have anything for any yeah. of these stories. This is so why, bizarre. This is why I did the board so we still had some interaction because I know a lot of these are just so weird. I'm going to tell you the story and you're all going to be like, weird. Again, and his family it. must have... Is there much online about this? Like, there must be... There's a lot about this guy. Yeah, these are all a lot... Of, other than that hippie one, most of these, like, are actual are well events. Documented. Yeah, they're well... They're actual events. This guy disappeared. This is a real event. It's weird how the original trans the transmission is now nowhere to be found. Yeah, online. they can't find it. Yeah. It's Vladimir crazy. Putin. Vladimir Putin again. <laughs> all the way in Australia. <laughs> in his cigar ship. <laughs> Dr. Evil. This is Castro, isn't it? <laughs> Looks like a giant Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> so that was your double. Do I get a go now? You can have a go, yeah. Right. Um, I'm hoping like there's not going to be that much commentary on these. It's going to be like an episode of me telling weird stories. Um, but hopefully the listeners will enjoy and these like, stories. Wow. Yeah, well, you I, like, I like wow. listening to these stories though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I still love listening to the first episode. Yeah, it's like it reminds me of the first episode. The first episode was me picking up a few renowned stories yeah, online yeah. and me, me telling you and you guys going, "Wow, that's weird." And this is really like a homage to the episode. This is me. It's a year since we did that, so that's it's me going back. So it's to nice the, uh, that you're doing like we're yeah. doing like an anniversary show. Yeah, yeah. But look how far we've come. We have a board with post-it notes on. It's a good idea. I might use it. It's quite fun, isn't it? And I tried to make some of them videos and some of them audio, and you know, so it's not just me telling a story every time. Go on, Beth. I'm trying to like. There are a couple that intrigue me more than what the one I want to pick. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick phone. Phone. Oh. But this was the first story of this that I knew about. I almost told you this story on the first ever episode we did. And I've been waiting since then to tell this story. You're like itching to tell me. Yeah, I find this really interesting. Okay. Uh, I don't know why I picked it. There's more interesting words on the thing, but maybe because this is less clear what it is, I'm, I'm intrigued. So this is Brandon Swanson is the name of the guy that went missing. I'm reading this from a blog, angelomarcos.wordpress.com. He wrote a good synopsis of this case, so I thought I'd just read it. Straight from his blog. 19-year-old Brandon Swanson lived in Marshall, Minnesota with his parents. On the night of the 14th of May 2008, after celebrating the last day of college classes with a friend, he was driving home along a gravel road and somehow crashed his car into a ditch. Unable to move it himself and get back onto the road, he called home at some time after midnight and asked his parents to pick him up near Lind, a small town southwest of Marshall. His parents left the house and began driving to pick up Brandon at the same time speaking with him on his mobile phone to determine exactly where he was. After getting to the location which he had described, they started flashing the car's headlights so that Brandon could start walking towards them. Brandon told them he couldn't see the lights at all, so he got back into his car and started flashing his own headlights in the hope that maybe they would see him. His parents said that they couldn't see anything either. Both sides got increasingly frustrated, and Brandon eventually said that he was going to start walking towards the town of Lind to a friend's house, He said that he knew which direction to head as he could see what looked like the lights of a town in the distance. His father dropped Brandon's mother back at home, then began driving again to find his son. At around 2am, Brandon and his father were on the phone to each other, with Brandon desperately trying to direct his father to where he was, and Brandon's father equally desperately trying to locate his son. 47 minutes into the phone call, Brandon suddenly exclaimed, Oh shit! And the line went dead. And that was the last time anybody heard anything from Brandon Swanson. His dad tried calling back a number of times, but Brandon never picked up his phone. His frantic parents continued to search, but were unable to find him. A few hours later, around 6.30am, they notified the police. Whoa. Yeah. That is really creepy. Isn't it? 
It's chilling. So wait a minute. So they were both convinced they were walking along or along the same road. Yeah, and he said that he could see the lights of this town, which he was sure was the town of Lind, because that's where his friend lived and that's where he was heading in the distance. He was like, I can see these lights. I'm going to head towards them. Okay. So remind me, his parents could see what they thought was him or his car. No, they didn't see his car. Why were they flashing They flashed again? their lights because he was walking along the road. And he was on so the phone. They like, they're like, we're flashing our lights. Can you see us flashing our lights right, walking towards okay, us? And okay. he was like, I can't see you. And then he said, I'm going to go to my car and flash my lights, see if you can see it. They're like, no. See, this is something I really struggle with because um, unless you go to just like the most remote B road in the country, mm-hmm. there's still some traffic on it. Yeah. Like even if you like, say you go to Devon. Right? Yeah, that's what I think. I was thinking exactly. Even what if you're you saying. go to, you know, those like really small B roads where it's just like one like single track roads, high hedges. Like there's even there's even on those roads they have those little lay by bits for you to pull into if you're if you're head on with traffic. Mm-hmm. So I can't. For me, maybe this is why I find it creepier because I can't envisage what it must be like to be on a road where you might this, not see another this car. This went on for a long time. Like, yeah, fifty minutes. Well, it might even be longer than that, because they were... He rung them up, he crashed, then he rung them, then they drove out, then they had the whole flash in the light thing, then his dad dropped his mum home, then he came to look for him again, and then he was on the phone for about 47 minutes from then. Yeah. I guess I can't appreciate... Maybe his battery died. Yeah, maybe he went and went and looked at his phone and... Oh, maybe... Oh shit, my phone's running out of battery. Yeah, that's what you'd do, wouldn't you? Because it'd be like your phone would be like... Yeah, but then, if that was me... And maybe this is just the way my well, brain He just was. got lost. He was just in the wrong place and never... How would you never find anywhere? If he could see the lights of a town in the distance, he would eventually get to Yeah, them. we know from Walking Dead, there's little cabins everywhere <laughs> in the woods. So, and then, and coming back to this thing about the road, right? I just can't imagine. I can't appreciate. I've been to the States a number of times, but every time I've needed to go somewhere, we've been on a highway or mm. somewhere pretty populated. I've never I been on one of these roads, which is just constant and you might not pass another car for like hours Mm. i can't imagine that so i find it really creepy but equally i'm also thinking if that was me i would be and i was thinking i was like wow this is taking a long time to find people like it's half an hour now if i was looking i'd be looking at my phone or constantly like okay just so you let you know i've only got like eight percent battery left so yeah so i would tell people but then maybe if he's like frantically looking and he's panicking Maybe he wouldn't think to look at it, and then he'd like mm. look. Maybe like maybe he had the maps thing on his phone. Or I don't know how when this was. Mm. Did you uh, say when it was? I, I did say. I can't remember. That stuff kills your battery as well. The maps, maps app does destroys it. Two thousand eight. Yeah, exactly. So by then he would have had that kind of technology on his phone. So it's possible, I suppose, that he was maybe trying to figure out, mm. and then it drained his battery. But We're who knows? Though, right? Who knows? Gives me the gives me the willies. Yeah, I nearly told that one on our first ever episode. I'm glad you held it out right, for I've a year. Finally, finally done it. Right, let's go on to see. We've got some more. We've got picked... six to get through. That was the one I was yeah! going to go for. Oh, stop getting the stickers. Two nil, bruv. Two nil. Well, this is when it's got this. It's got a film recommendation. There's a film tied to this story as well. Okay. This is just a real. Is quick it 25 years a slave? 12 years a slave. It is 12 <laughs> years a slave. 25. 20 years a slave. Year. That's the next one. He's like he doubled his life. <laughs> Sorry, I've ruined everyone's film. He's, 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 he remains slave a slave at the end of the film. 24 and a half years a slave. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we're going to sort of crack through some of these like kind of quick because yeah, we yeah. time, and some of them are shorter than others. So. Um, you guys know 12 Years a Slave? No. 
Really. So you know of it. I know of it. I know of it. But I, don't know. I, I thought it was twenty four. I thought you'd never. Can't believe you must be the only people in the world. I know about Oscar it. Oscar winning film from only like Lydia for last. <laughs> don't keep up with Oscar buzz, mate. Right. Okay. It's a good film. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. It's a good film. So you you haven't seen it. My first question was, have you seen it? You know of it. Yeah, I, I know. I yeah. thought it was twenty five years, but it's twelve years. So cool. It's, it's based on Not a book quite as bad. Name, yeah. Right. And it's a true story. Mm-hmm. Written by Solomon Northup about his experiences being a free man who was then taken from his family and put into slavery. So right. he was a black guy who was free, but then he was kidnapped and made into a slave. Right. Django. He's not quite Django on opposite. Chain, no, no. Um, <laughs> That's the opposite, isn't it? <laughs> He's the precise <laughs> opposite. He's a slave and he'll become a free man. So this is like a famous disappearance because this is quite a famous guy, Solomon Northup. He wrote a real famous book and um, got an Oscar winning film as got well. Got an Oscar winning film eventually. <laughs> so after his book was released, it was did really well. All about his, I was going to say adventures. It's really well. Made an Oscar film. He was doing a series of lectures in Canada. Mm-hmm. And it was the last time he was ever seen. It was during one of his lectures in Canada. He just disappeared off the face of the earth. Who's Solomon? Yeah. What? Oh. Yeah. Did he become a slave again? Well, that's one of the theories. Maybe he was kidnapped again. Fuck's sake. Yeah, that's the sequel. 25 years a slave. Yeah, 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 yeah. 13 it's... years a slave. Um, <laughs> well, hang, whoa, 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 hang on. So he was doing a lecture yeah. at or a university or something. Yeah, yeah, Canada. He was doing a in few Canada. Canadian lectures, yeah. Right. And then what? during the lecture, no, 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 he the, walked out. The last time during the, people, the tour, you mean? During the tour, but the one of the lectures he did, people said it's the last time he was ever seen. So after he left that lecture, no one ever saw him again. When was that in the film? Don't know. Well, at the end of the film, spoilers, <laughs> it does say, you know, you at the end of like biographies, you always oh, get man. like the writing at the end. Yeah. Like one of the last things says, you know, the date, location and circumstances of his death remain unknown. Oh, that's really creepy. But he, some say he was kidnapped again. When was Some this? Say like he what was year murdered. would it have been? Uh, I don't know. Years, years ago. Uh, like 1800s. Yeah. This is Bob Shroy jumping in again. Just a little fact for you. I didn't know at the time when Tiss asked. It is presumed that Solomon died in around 1863. I didn't know the date at the time. Some people say he just died of natural causes on tour, which doesn't ring true to me because wouldn't then someone have reported they found a dead body? Especially someone who had like a famous book out at the time who was lecturing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's a famous person oh. that went missing. And the film recommendation is 12 Years a Slave. What was he lecturing about? Maybe just the book. He might be in a book tour. I think it was a book tour. Anyway. Let's move on to another that's one. That's Slave. Go on, Beef. Let's whack through um, this. Boat. Oh, oh, nothing again. Bit. That means like, the end of the show is just going to be video after video after video. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> no, I no, was no. going to go for fire. So if you no. go for fire and get fire or parachute, parachute's definitely got a video or something. Go on then. Tell us about the boat. The boat. This is a really, really famous case. Mm. The MV Joyita. Oh, you ever heard of this? Uh, in, like, go on. Have you ever heard of the MV Joyita? Is that ring any bells name of that for you guys? Don't know. Tell me where it is. I might know. I'm reading this off of... Some website with the name is it called? Cracked. Cracked.com. The crew of the MV Joyita. Okay, famous boat. This is the boat. Oh, this is not what I was thinking about. No. October 1955. Long time. This ago. is old, yeah. How old? How what? 1955. That's not that old. Right. Merchant vessel named <laughs> MV Joyita to set sail from Samoa on a two day voyage of the Tokelau Islands, carrying 25 people and a cargo of timber and empty oil drums. Four days later, its destination port sent out a message that the ship had never arrived. No distress signals had been received. The Joyita had just vanished. Uh, everyone flipped out and a huge search mission was organised. The vessel was found over a month later, floating aimlessly a good 600 miles away from Samoa with nobody on board. 
The generator was flooded and tilting to the point of being partially submerged. There it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, so far you're thinking, well, you know, they, they got flooded and they all died. Yeah. I was thinking they got kidnapped and they just hadn't had to see. And no, it wasn't a case where everyone was standing on one rail when the boat tipped and it dumped them all in the water. The boat's logbook and navigation equipment were missing, as were the dinghy, all three lifeboats and all the food. The radio of the ship was found to be in perfect working order and set to the emergency frequency. However, it only had a range of about two miles due to messed up wiring that had gone unnoticed. That's eerie, granted, but pretty straightforward. The ship started leaking and they had to abandon it because they were unable to signal for help. Right? It gets weirder. Okay. That would be a nice theory, except for the fact that the ship was completely seaworthy. It had a large hole in its superstructure indicating a collision with something, but the actual hull had not been breached and was nowhere near enough to cause much harm. There was little water inside the ship, but that was mainly due to it bobbing up on the waves like a cork for weeks. If the crew and passengers loaded up in lifeboats and pissed off towards familiar waters... Actual quote there. um, Why weren't any of them spotted by air rescue? Lifeboats tend to be designed for good visibility, and even if they keel over and don't sink easily... And we're not talking about one lifeboat here, but three. It gets better. Most of the windows on the ship were smashed. The main engine was covered in mattresses for no apparent reason. And only one of the other engines was working. One of the passengers was a doctor and his bag was found on deck with several tools removed and replaced with bloody rags. To cap off the scene, the failing generator had stopped each of the ship's clocks at 10.25pm. Theories range from the usual pirate and mutiny stories to the obligatory aliens did it one to a particularly creative one about Japanese holdouts from World War II having attacked the boat. There we go, that's the entire crew and passengers of the MV Joyita disappearing under strange circumstances. I mean, up until you mentioned about the mattresses covering the engines, I was like, ah, oh, they're just set off for a life on an island away from the world. <laughs> they all decided together they're going to get away. Yeah, just a big, like, less, you know, middle finger up at the world. Let's, let's go and just create our own society on another island somewhere. But then, yeah, you mentioned that. I'm very odd. Because we're getting on for time, I'm going to skip a couple of these that aren't as interesting. Well, you go for it, man. Skip this you, one. You know how long they all Skip are. that one. I can talk about it on another one. And skip this one. I can talk about it on another one. And maybe we'll come back to one of them. Sorry, man. You already, maybe you we'll come back one. to one of them on another one, but yeah. You would have got one. So now, if I get a sticker, there's no way the beef can even draw. Is you playing the sticker game? I'm playing the sticker game. Well, we'll see. Okay, what are you going for? Space. Well, you got, well, you got, you got two, yeah? I've got, I'm two now. Oh, free deal, mate. It can only be free two at the work. No, it can't even be free two. It's free one. This is good. What do you mean free one? Because you've got to choose one. So you, if, even if you get a sticker, that'd be free one. I've got to choose another one after that. Well, the other one is no one's choice. The other one is just the last one we do. Well. Right. This is good. i got some weird audio here for you. This is space. Space. Love um, space. Okay. This is a Russian cosmonaut. This is quite a famous uh, bit of audio I'm going to play. Mm-hmm. Um, Russian cosmonaut went missing, was lost in space, and was completely denied to have ever gone by the Russian government. We're going to play some audio, which is a transmission that was found of this person lost in space. Okay. Of this Russian dude. Woman. A woman. Sexist. Some people even think this might be the first woman in space. Now, I'm going to play, I probably won't play all of this because it's in Russian. Okay. But it'll give you an idea. It's still like a creepy recording to think this person is lost in space. Calling out. Okay. 
So I'll read the translation for this in a minute. Um, people say this is this woman was sent up um, as part of some tests to see how the human body would react in space by the Russian government. Right. Um, and this recording is her final moments. She's in a ship, though, or is she outside her ship? Yeah, because she's sending a shuttle. Thing. She's, she's in a shuttle, which is basically like bombing through space. Um, but yeah, Russia deny that they were doing this. And yeah, this is the woman who got lost in space. It's because it's in a different language. I can't relate. Well, I'm going to read the translation. No, I'm, 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 this is creeping me out. You're listening to a woman's last uh, words. And what she's saying in those is... Five, four, three, two, one, one, two, three, four, five. Come in, come in, come in. Listen, listen, come in. Come in, come in. Talk to me, talk to me. I'm hot. I'm hot. What? 45? What? 45? 50? Yes, breathing, breathing oxygen. Oxygen, I'm hot. Isn't this dangerous? It's all... Isn't this dangerous? How is this? Talk to me. How should I transmit? Our transmission begins now. 41. This way. Our transmission begins now. I feel hot. I feel hot. It's all... I feel hot. I feel hot. I feel hot. I can see a flame. I can see a flame. I can see a flame. I feel hot. 32. 41. 41. Am I going to crash? Yes. Yes. I feel hot. I feel hot. I will re-enter. I will re-enter. I'm listening. I feel hot. Cut. That's really horrible. Mm. So that's what was being said in that. So with that in mind, I'll play this the last little bit of it again. And that's right, Carl. So that is her final moments. When was that? 61, apparently. Because it's never officially confessed to by the Russian government. Okay. But something's happened. So yeah. when what was the original... What do you think that she was told she was going to do? No idea. Be the first woman in space. It's really horrible. Put yourself in her shoes. Yeah. Let's say terrifying. For, let's say, for and example... And this is... The capsule's, like, plummeting, like, burning up, heating, heating. She's, like, boiling in there, basically. This is what I mean. Like, let's, put, let's just say, for example, all of this is true. Mm-hmm. And she is in space. This is real. Imagine, like, the emotional trauma, and then I guess the suit that you're in would, is designed to withstand heat and all, mm-hmm. the, you know, all the other elements that your body would, wouldn't cope with. So she's seeing fire. Like, if there was a fire in this room now, fire. we would have to walk out. We'd have to get out. Yeah, we would. That is really creepy. Doesn't that creep you out, Tiss? What, there's someone got lost in space? Not really, it's massive. But doesn't the audio... It's not the getting lost hearing in space. someone's final moments, hearing that... Oh, yeah. There. Yeah, not the lost, it's not the lost in space thing that I'm bothered about. That doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. With Matt LeBlanc. What, is hearing... <laughs> that film bothered me a lot. I love that. Love, that's I, a wicked film. When I was a kid, I, it was my, my favourite film. Great film. So that's uh, The lost, lost Astronaut. It's terrifying. Terrifying shit. Horrible, 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 horrible. Parachute. Parachute. I can't believe we're going for tank last. Tank is fucking good. Okay, all right. Parachute. Ready? It's going to be nothing. Oh, 3-1. Oh, got a video. Oh, this is a good story. I forgot what one this was. Oh, okay. So I'll just tell you the quick synopsis of what happened with this guy. Okay. Um, guy called Dan Cooper. Mm-hmm. Hijacked a plane. Okay. Demanded $200,000 in cash. Mm. Parachuted out. And was never seen again. 
<laughs> Idiot. It's like GTA. Serves it so much. Yeah, so he doesn't deserve to go missing, but... Yeah, but he might have gone missing on his own accord. He might That's have what I mean. Like... But he did, what, they wired him the money and then he parachuted out? Yeah. Oh, sweet. He went on, demanded the money. Parachuted out and the plane parachuted was fine. Parachuted out and was never seen again. What about the plane? The plane was fine. Yeah, yeah. I've got the news report here of the day it happened. Nice. Right, so he's probably in Brazil or something, just chilling. Parachuted out to where, though? Like, just the sea? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> How much money was it? $200,000. That's fucking... Ask for more. Yeah, Yeah, but this is quite a long time. This is 1971. Yeah, but still. Yeah, but he, he's probably not thinking people on a plane have got a million. I would have asked for 500 grand. I would say, how much have you got? <laughs> I would yeah. say, everyone, empty everything you've got. He was very specific. <laughs> what if it was like 300? I'll shake on 350. <laughs> Here we go. November 24th, 1971, Portland OR, Northwest Airlines flight 305. Hijacker Dan Cooper demands $200,000 and parachutes, jumps en route to Reno, NV. Status unknown. When he got on a plane in Portland, Oregon last night, he was just another passenger who gave his name as D.A. Cooper. But today, after hijacking a Northwest Airlines jet, ransoming the passengers in Seattle, then making a getaway by parachute somewhere between there and Reno, Nevada, the description on one wire service, master criminal. Bill Curtis reports. 36 passengers got off the jetliner in Seattle last night, left aboard four crew members and the hijacker, dressed in a business suit demanding $200,000 and carrying a plain briefcase which he told the crew held explosives. With the full ransom collected from Seattle banks and four parachutes aboard, the plane headed for Reno. It took three and a half hours, slow for a jet, but the hijacker had given detailed flight instructions. The rear stairwell was open all the way. It arrived at Reno in shreds. The crew, here being debriefed by the FBI, was told to fly low over Oregon's flatlands with the flaps down. The speed dropped to 200 miles per hour. Somewhere, the hijacker parachuted away with the money. The crew had little to say. Oh, uh, we gave the information to the authorities, and uh, we just don't want to discuss it any further. Have you been told by the FBI not to discuss? No, they handle their investigation, and uh, my company would rather have it released through them. Tina, were you with the with the rest of the crew during during the the flight after you left the ground the last time? Yes, I went up to the cockpit. None of you were within sight of the hijacker, right? Right. We already talked about it, and the captain. Oh, uh, how did you surmise that he was not on the plane when he landed in Reno? Well, a search was made of the plane immediately uh, after landing. As we understood it, he could have gotten off as the plane taxied before it came up here. How did the crew no know he wasn't on when it touched no ground? The crew couldn't know that, but we have the airport covered. The authorities Snow covers the mountains in Northern California and Nevada, a hostile terrain for any parachute drop, especially at night. Police believe he left the 727 in the flatlands of Oregon or Washington, but they are still looking in four states, even around the airport. Authorities began their search here, thinking the hijacker may have jumped off at the end of the runway as the plane touched down. But the problem is more complex. A daring parachute escape from a flying 727 somewhere between Reno and Seattle, Washington. Bill Curtis, CBS News, Reno, Nevada. There you go. So this dude... Yep. Uh, what, fought his way into the cockpit and... I don't know if he fought his way into the cockpit. Yeah, but how, how would he... 
make his demands. He might have literally just no. stood in the middle of the aisle and been like, I have explosives on it. I demand this much money. Yeah. And then there would have been a hubbub on the plane. And then they might have... Did they not mention it to air traffic control? Hmm. Good point. None of their stories matched up. They were saying they, they he slowed the demands. plane down. They made these demands. He obviously got the money or yep. something. Yeah. Credit cards money. or whatever. I don't know how you get that much money on a plane. Yeah. Um. He said they got the, the on the thing. He said he got his money from the banks. This is before a lot of uh, very very detailed financial yeah uh, technology. Yeah. This sounds like waffle. Also, this is true. So that, hang on, no, no, no. But so the planes, they say the plane slowed down to 200 miles an hour and yeah. then he parachuted off. Yeah. They would know where he parachuted off, surely. Well, that's why they're asking them FBI blokes as well. They, they're covering it up. You yeah. can tell by the way they're being questioned, the way they're, they're, they're and very. It, do you not think the stewardess withdrawn. and the pilot they spoke to on there were being told not to say anything? Oh, yeah. Even though they were like. Definitely. They said to him, have you been told by the FBI not to say anything? He's like, no, no, I just, just don't want to talk about it. Like, just the company doesn't... Why not? The company would prefer they, they handle it yeah. themselves. You know what company... It's very interesting. Fence. It's very interesting. It's definitely the Fed. It's definitely a cover-up. Like, just the way they were talking, they were very withdrawn. Nevada as well. Embarrassing... What else is in Nevada? So I mean. Area 51. Where did he parachute to? Oh. What if he ended up in Area 51? What? Just like Area 51 was low on funds. Maybe what he had in the briefcase wasn't explosives. It was an alien. Maybe it was something he had to deliver, and the whole money hijacking thing was the big fucking cover-up. Like, it was a crazy hijacker. He said he has explosives in his thing. The money wasn't the important thing. That's why it wasn't even a huge sum, because it was a money he could definitely get. Mm. Then he parachuted down to 51 to deliver the actual contents. Of the... We've cracked it. Done. Done. Right. Case done. Case Why closed. didn't he just land like a normal person and drive to Nevada? Though? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> My theory starts falling apart there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, That's really But I was thinking by accident he could have landed up in Area 51 just like, oh, God. That's one of my favourite Worst place. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought you'd like that one. That's pretty good. Oh, That's good. Yay! Oh! <laughs> 5-1, mate. Tank. We've got to do this again. Tank. Film video. Right. I, I feel like... This is a really good one to end on. It's kind of cool. I was like, all the way, I was like, oh, why is anyone picking Tank? But this is actually a really good one to end on because it's kind of the creepiest. Do you feel like there's been a good variety, though? Yeah, really good. Because I, I liked winning at the stickers. That's, cool. I really... <laughs> I didn't want there to be all kidnapping, that's too grim, all mysterious stuff. So it's an so unhappy episode. right now. <laughs> I like the competitive edge it added to the episode. Yeah, we need to do this again. So you've had like hijacking, kidnapping, aliens. All the good ones. Yeah, all your favourite slavery. Yeah. <laughs> Slavery um, is the worst. And missing people is the worst. Well, we'll see how you feel about this one. Oh, okay. Great one to end on. This is a brilliant one to end on. This is really famous. So you guys might have heard of this before. Um, and it's not that old. Have you guys heard of the name Elisa Lam? No. 21-year-old Canadian student of Cantonese heritage. 2013, February, stayed at the Cecil Hotel in LA. Mm-hmm. I've got a video here. Right. Of her. Okay. That was recorded on a um on the security camera of the lift in the hotel. Okay. And she's acting very strangely. Okay. Okay, so there's no audio because this is a security footage. Uh, security footage, but you guys can sort of have a look what's going on in this. It's not a jump scare, is it? Nope. Am I gonna pee myself? No, no, no. Not okay. nothing scary. 
You just have to ask, because you never know. I do know about this. Yep, okay, cool. I thought you would. So there she is. She's getting into the lift. And then she's like crouching she's down. She's pressure- pressing the lifts, but all the buttons in the so elevator, it looks like. Yeah, wait. So the door's not shutting. She's looking out the door, looking kind of, what what's going on? Doing? Yeah. Backing against, against another against wall. Into the corner. She she's looks like, like smiling. smiling there, yeah. Or like scrunching her face. See, the, your emotions go all over the place, because she looks like she's scared, then it looks like she's playing. Then it looks like she's wondering why the lift isn't moving. I don't understand why the door isn't shutting on no, the lift. No, it's too long for the door as well. She can't, yeah. I know she keeps walking in and out. Then she's jumped on the spot. Now she's like sidestepping. Now she's back Square in the dancing, lift. Square dancing, This is really... I don't think I've seen this much footage. I've no. only seen a little bit. This is the video that was from the security camera. From Like spoilers, she went missing after this video. So she's just standing in the hallway outside the lift now. Yeah. Not moving, she's not doing anything. Those buttons, why isn't it still, why is the door Oh, now open? she's like, got hands in the air, and she's pressing all the buttons again. Again, why aren't the doors closing? This has been nearly two minutes. She must be pressing... She's pressed them all like It's like she's times. trying to break But it's it. almost like there's a pattern to the way she's pressing as well. It's kind of like she's drunk, isn't it? Now she's waving her hands away around in strange ways. Possessed. Now she's like, gone. Yeah, I don't know if she comes back now. Now the doors are doors shut now. Now that she's she's gone now, and the doors are shut. And now back. They've opened on a different floor now. Crazy. Yeah. Now there's nothing. she's just gone. It's just opening and closing on different floors now. So it looks like the service was resumed with the lift. Yeah. After she went. So that's kind of weird, anyway. But after that video, that was the last sighting of her when she walked out of the lift that last time, disappeared, and she was found two weeks later. Right. Dead in the water. In the tank, tank at the top on, on the, the roof. roof of the hotel. I do know about this. Yeah. So get you noggin around that. I've got a list of facts here for you about it as well. That is really that make strange. it even stranger. The way she was behaving, it was like she's my theory is that she was, she was running was from around. someone. Right. She was, Would she that explain to... like the she's doing almost like tight. Maybe she was drugged. Maybe she was drugged, ran away, and then as she got into the lift, she started to become more and more spaced. Started to just be like, "What's going on? Oh yeah, trying to get away. Oh no, gets out of the lift." Would they have found? Oh. They would have found traces of that in her blood, though. I suppose. In the comments below the Elisa Lam video, there's a very helpful commenter who gives a lot of interesting facts. Uh, this is Sunny Bias <laughs> underneath. So number one, she suffered from bipolar disorder. So mm-hmm. something very strangely. Two, she ended up in a water tank on the roof of the Cecil Hotel. The water tank was behind two doors with alarms that required access pass or code or a key to get to. The what was sorry. The, to get to the roof, and no, to get onto to the, get into the tank. Right? The, the water tank on the roof was behind two doors with alarms that required access passes or keys or codes to get through. Right? Do they suspect foul play? Uh, three. This is gets gross. Hotel guests complained about dark coloured water that smelled and tasted funny. Mm-hmm. This is because her body's rotting in the water tank. Oh, yeah. and people have been drinking that for two weeks. Um. Now, this is the film recommendation, the film Dark Water, which is about a girl named Cecilia, close to the hotel named Cecil, moves into an apartment where the water starts to become black due to a body in the water tank, and in the end you see an elevator malfunction, like in the clip. The movie was made eight years before this event. Wow. Things like murder and suicide had happened before in that particular hotel. To get to the water, you'd have to climb up to the water tanks, lift the top off, climb down and close it, almost if not completely impossible by yourself. And the autopsy revealed no drugs were involved. Hmm. Well, then she must have been a little bit loopy. She had bipolar, though. 
had bipolar. Yeah. Mm, I don't think bipolar that would make her do that. Um, she was possibly on antidepressants at the time. That's what I mean. That would warrant antidepressants. And some people speculate that she was hallucinating. This is a theory. It's a lot of wives. She might have been on antidepressants at the time. They mm-hmm. might have been causing hallucinations. She may have been able to access the water tank via the fire escape if she climbed over it without bypassing the security doors. Mm. And because of her hallucinations, lowered herself into it and shut herself in or whatever. That's a theory. Yeah. She may have been murdered possible. is obviously another theory. Mm. But yeah, what do you guys think? Yeah. That's it's a strange, creepy really, case, Really, right? really creepy. Had you had that one before this? No. Has that upset you? Yeah. Oh, Can we not end on, a, end on end on something funny? It's like um, it's like when you watch a scary film before bed, and then you put on like an episode of The Office just to sort of clear just the air before you go to bed. Yeah, could watch an episode of The Office. <laughs> <laughs> Loads of strange disappearances. Yeah, there was a couple more. Big variety as well. I tried to make it you know because I like I said there was some I didn't want to go all kidnapping. There was so many stories I had originally where it's just like this person was kidnapped and never found, and they were so down. And I changed the lineup and I added some we, aliens in. I added some. We don't want of... we don't want any of our episodes to be too kidnappy. No, we don't want any to be about death and sorry. Killers. Let me just repeat that because last night. Uh, Dan, my friend, pointed out to me that I say episodes with a Z instead of oh, an S. Right. So we don't want any of our episodes, em- episodes, episodes to be too kidnappy. Mm. But I hope you enjoyed the variety of stories I had for you. That's great, man. You guys and the listeners. And um, how how was the board? It worked. I want the board of mysteries to be a regular feature. Right. Okay. Well, I don't want to, you don't want to put it out every time though. No, not every time. Well, maybe I might just try and think of other props. It worked. It worked. And. Five one. Mm, yeah. well, you got any favourites there in amongst that lot? Um, I know it's creepy, but I did like the Brandon Swanson. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, they're all good. Yeah. Any ones you liked in particular? None of them. I just got hey, around to forgetting all of them, and we've just brought it back up again. Oh really? <laughs> did it creep you out these stories? Yeah, oh, creep me out proper. I took out all the ones that were more. I only left in that one kidnapping one. Kidnapping but, stories make me want to live in just one house for the rest of my life and just not do anything. Just literally, just I wrote on the survive list over here. and not. Unsolved crimes. Oh, I hate them. <laughs> I hate them. Because I was like, that's a whole other episode. You won't catch me doing anything like that. What, unsolved or crimes? kidnapping people? Yeah. yeah Unsolving crimes or doing that episode or kidnapping people. No, okay, I'll hold it off. The, I'm not doing that. The Holy Trinity. I already know what the next episode is. Okay. Like I say, anything we're talking about that's current isn't going to be current for these next few episodes because we're recording a huge backlog to cover us for next month. Yeah. If you want an example of like how far behind we are recording, this today we're recording this is the day of the big EU Britain in or out vote. Yeah. But you're not going to hear this for you're going to know well mm. what the outcome of that was by the time it comes well, out. We will we will in like an hour. <laughs> yeah. Um no we're not in the morning. Yeah. You know, any if you're messaging us you will get your shout outs and stuff and we, we will if anything relevant comes up, they will come up, but you have to wait a few weeks and stuff. After this, we've got our next discussion show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which will go up while we're away in Transylvania. And then after that, you'll have another one from Tiss. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully we'll get our Transylvania stuff sorted out. And then we also have plenty of stuff lined up for after that. I'm well excited about trans. Yeah. Bob Shaw jumping in again, third time this episode. I forgot to record the outro stuff for this episode, the uh, links and all that guff, which I'm sure everyone who listens regularly already knows. So if you want to watch any of the videos, uh, read any of the articles which I talk about, or, you know, any recommendations and stuff, 
The blog is weirdtalesandtheunexplainable.blogspot.com and you can find um, all the information on how to contact us on there, where to listen to us, our Twitter handles and everything. That's all on there. That's all on that blog. You can contact us via email at unexplainableuk at mail.com. Just come and say hi. really appreciate it. We get loads of really great emails from people who enjoy the show. And it's just really nice to hear from you. So you can do that. You can recommend shows to us or you can tell us to fuck off or whatever you want. You can find us on Facebook as well. It's facebook.com slash and the unexplainable. And if you find us on there, you know, like our page and comment on our stuff. We put little pictures up on there sometimes and stuff. And that's good too. If you like the show and you've got like a spare couple of minutes, just go and rate us on iTunes because that really helps um, us get noticed as well. And thanks to all the people that have done that. And if you want a official Weird Tales sticker, which we've got a few of, um, just send us an email and ask. Or if you rate us on iTunes, say... Hey, I rated you on iTunes. Can I have a sticker? And, you know, we'll try and get some of them sent out to some people. I can't guarantee it to everyone. Anyway, let's uh, wrap up this show. Right. Cool. You guys, you guys done? Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? No. Right. No. I'm going to do this back to front. So I guess it's time for us to disappear until next time. saying you've never seen Harry and the Hendersons. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.